this is Tonkabon episode 73. This week we'll be going over Week with Shonen Jump, issue number 26. My name's Cole Greco, and joining me as usual is my co-host Jude Knoll. Jude, how's it going? Pretty good. I've been just enjoying the long weekend thus far, Mm -hmm. and actually, like, so our Amazon Fire Stick that we used for a while, like, for some reason just completely, like, died over (laughs) the past week. So we had to go buy a new one, and ours, like, just came in yesterday, I guess. Mm -hmm. So after installing that, I've just for some reason been watching a bunch of YouTube video essays about like history of Peanuts themed video games. It was like 40 minutes long and just like a trip back through Snoopy SNES titles and Mm -hmm. like I forget what it was called, but it was like some sort of like Charlie Brown baseball game that was supposed to come out for the PC that I'd be all over if it actually dropped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, we've been not quite the same, but like um, I was thinking about it because we'll we'll put YouTube on on like the Roku every now and then just because it's like there's just so much shit. So like we'll put on one of those, you know whatever those 2012 vice documentaries were some dudes just, like, <laughs> doing drugs or something like that yeah um, but like with uh you know we, we use my parents or my mom's netflix and now that's not gonna like be a thing so we're like well okay what streaming yeah. services do we actually need and i'm kind of like we might not really need anything and just watch youtube videos you can kind of get away with that at this point i feel like <laughs> Definitely. I think for me now, like HBO Max is really the only one that I think like has anything that I really want to watch on it. Mm -hmm. And Netflix is Netflix's content to me feels like it serves the same purpose as YouTube videos, but it's Mm -hmm. just like obviously production wise is a step up. Yeah. No, I feel the I feel the same way. Netflix for me, it's like because we were just looking for a show the other day that we can just kind of have on in the background, but like that's kind of our show for the next whatever month and a half, two months. Yeah. And I was scrolling through that. I'm like, man, like we primarily use Netflix to watch like the cooking shows, the circle, you know, the just the kind of like <laughs> bullshit pure content shows. But like just trying to find like a sitcom or something that I hadn't already seen. Or that was even still on there. It's like uh, I guess I'll yeah. turn on Kim's Convenience and like that show's oh my fine. God. But I, yeah. it's like, I don't, <laughs> you know, I've I've no love for this this show. <laughs> yeah, I feel like being able to watch The Circle specifically was like half the reason I've continued to keep Netflix over these years. Like mm-hmm. that show is not really good but for some reason they've just got this like winning formula of stringing you along with each episode Mm -hmm. oh i agree nothing really happens yeah it's it's really addictive yeah i get into the circle i'm uh, you know every every time there's a new one i'm like all right i'm picking i always say i'm like i'm picking that character my wife's like those are real people i'm like are they though (laughs) (laughs) like a netflix reality show like this these are characters they're playing a they're playing a role (laughs) it's funny too because I think, like, the popularity of a lot of these Netflix reality shows is starting to fall off. Mm-hmm. So now they've decided to create this sort of universe, sort of like a Marvel or DC extended <laughs> universe, where people are, like, crossing over into other Netflix reality dating shows. Mm-hmm. And now they have this one called, like, The Perfect Match, where they've just assembled an all-star team of people that were interesting in each of these shows and now they're on an island and they've got to date each other like 
at this point they're just trying anything mm-hmm. yeah they're just recycling the same the same people they've already had they're like well they liked him on the circle or on love is blind so so maybe maybe on this one too yeah it, it's getting to the point now where it's like can you get any more meta can you mm-hmm. get like any more consumers than this yeah but i'll still end up watching it because it's I don't know. They they've just got the formula for making stuff that's not riveting enough for you to like drop everything to watch it, but mm-hmm. interesting enough for you to like keep it on for four hours while you do something else. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna look up in five years and Shoe Bomb is gonna be uh Boston Rob of Netflix, basically, where he's just <laughs> on like he's just like on a on another Netflix dating type show every every like <laughs> you know, year and a half until the end of time (laughs) oh my god um all right well do we want to get into the table of contents here yeah let's do it all right so uh this is the table contents for we can show and jump issue number 26 the lead color page and cover page goes to sakamoto days with color pages for blue box fabricant 100 and then a uh, a one shot with an untranslated name i'm not going to try um, in the one spot is Mission Yozakura Family, followed by Jujutsu Kaisen. Then we get a series with the new badge, Do Retry, followed by Witch Watch. Then another new series, Kill Blue. Uh, our next new series, Nui's Exorcist. And then at four and five are Kanobanashi and Undead Unluck. Our final new series, Tenmaku Cinema. And then at number six is Mashal, followed by Lusa Samurai, Me and Roboco, Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins at number nine. And then our final two at number 10 and 11 are Black Clover and Cypher Academy with One Piece, My Hero Academia, Rui Dragon, and Hunter Hunter all, all absent. Um, weird, uh, weird table of contents here. Kind of, kind of depressing table of contents. Yozo Fam at number one. Cypher yeah. Academy, Black Clover, Ichinose's, me and Roboco at the bottom four spots. Uh, yeah, Roboco continues to slide, yet yep. also has a color page coming next week. The uh, one thing mm-hmm. that's, yeah, <laughs> the thing that's depressing me the most is Fabricant 100 getting its color page this week. I know Cypher Academy got one last week, so mm-hmm. it's only fair. Yeah. But who knows what that means? The fact that they bothered to retroactively give them their second color page <laughs> bodes poorly for our future of not having to read Fabricant 100 every week. Well, yeah, but I mean, Cypher Academy's in last now, so I, I feel like that's just that's like, true. We'll, we'll just give it to you, and these are still getting axed in five or six weeks. That's that's my prediction. Yeah. I will say the I big one so. is black clover's been sitting down here a while like even after that first hiatus uh tabata went yeah. on it was pretty low i wonder if black clover is going to go the way of like food wars where it's like it's ending but it's also getting axed kind of deal yeah there's this weird spot for these veteran untouchable series that aren't super super popular like in their present state because I feel like Hunter Hunter was in that sort of like eight, nine, ten spot for mm-hmm. its brief run when it returned to the magazine last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know what it means for like Black Clover to be that low. Because I've always remembered it being this low, like since we've started doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They they place it pretty low, pretty regularly. I will say I don't think. Well, I think last week was only the first week back after its little break. So I was going to say they haven't given it a color page in a while. But that's because it just hasn't 
been having chapters in a while. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was. It had been absent the previous two weeks, but even then, it was like at thirteenth, right before it went on break, and then it was at eleven. Like it's it's pretty low, so maybe it's just you know they're like we can just throw black clover down there and not and that's not like offensive to anyone else or whatever right like yeah doesn't care <laughs> so maybe it's just something like that i don't know but it is weird that it's so low because even yeah. as kind of like just okay as black clover is right now man it's better than yoza fam come on <laughs> yeah i'd be curious to see where black clover ranks in the actual uh like survey poll results because mm-hmm. maybe maybe what's happened with yoza fam is that it's been about three, four weeks, maybe a little bit more since the new like twins characters have been introduced to the series and the time skipped happened. So I maybe like audiences are really feeling that. Mm, that's true. That's the yeah. only explanation I could have for it like leaping up the table of contents, mm-hmm. other than them just like trying to mix it up, you know. We need a new leadoff hitter. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's it's like when they put Anthony Volpe at uh, the one spot, even though he's uh, batting two two hundred. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's got to shake things up. Exactly. Well, um, yeah, let's dive into our table contents discussion. Cover page, uh, Sakamoto days. Um, it seems like we're finally maybe done with this arc, or at, at least this arc is finally getting interesting like there was some actual story development this last chapter um that i you know so i was uh relieved to see that so you know looking forward to more of that yeah the pace is slowed there's some actual dialogue um Mm -hmm. some sort of shots of just somebody walking down a hallway or in the woods i appreciate that because sakamoto days i mean it's not their it's not the serious strength, but they still do that kind of stuff well. And I did like the one panel of the girl just like running with a completely white background in the middle of the pan or the middle of the page. I thought mm-hmm. that looked pretty sick. Yeah. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm not once again like super interested in this arc, but I am interested to see where they go from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I will say this is the first chapter for Sakamoto Days in this arc where I've been like interested in the story of it. Like, you know, uh, whatever that girl goes goes off to take down. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name, the guy with the white hair. And then like, you know, it turns out she's dead here at the end. Like there's, you know, there's some some plot development going on. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's keep let's keep that up a, a little bit. Sakamoto Days. <laughs> One thing I'm kind of noticing with the greater dialogue is some. I feel like when the characters aren't in motion and they're kind of just like standing there talking to each other, mm-hmm. sometimes the sometimes the way the eyes are drawn kind of looks strange. Like yes, mm-hmm. it's it's been like especially that when for they're in while. that yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's really starting to like make itself known when there's not a lot of action happening in a chapter because like whenever they're sort of standing at the typical you know three quarters perspective you get with a manga dialogue i feel like the eyes will be like kind of crooked or Mm -hmm. bigger than the character model usually allows for it's kind of weird i think the sketchiness of it sort of like the sketchiness you see in jujutsu kaisen or um chainsaw man really lends itself to like 
hard to follow, incomprehensible, like gory fighting. But I think those series know when to like switch from the sketchiness to like a more clean art style. Mm-hmm. Whereas here, I think the sketchiness is just like the default mode for Sakamoto days. Yeah, that's just that's just all he kind of has. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and I like that style. It just it sometimes over time gets a little weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. At our next color page is blue box. Man, Blue Box is on just a a shriek and a half here. They're they're coming for Joe DiMaggio with with this one. This, uh, <laughs> this series is so good. <laughs> yeah, this is actually like one of my. I know last chapter was like pretty sick, but I feel like that set up for like what's become one of the best uh, Blue Box chapters in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Because for one, we're getting story from Chinatsu's perspective, which is something that's kind of been lacking throughout the series. We've gotten yeah. bits and pieces of it here, but she's still kind of been this like static, idealized character. Whereas here, we actually get to like meet her family, see how she acts like outside of the friend group, and then we get the sort of big reveal that she and Taiki are actually into each other. Mm-hmm. But they still haven't really made a move on it yet. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, this chapter is cool because, like you said, we we never really get Chinatsu's kind of side of it. We only get like little bits and pieces where, like, I don't know, something will happen and she'll like look embarrassed or something like that. But this is like, yeah, you know, this is sort of the the reveal all for the for these one hundred one chapters that we've had so far. <laughs> kind of asking ourselves, like, like you know, how- where Chinatsu <laughs> actually fits into it. Yeah, I like how much detail has been put into the character designs of both of her grandparents because mm-hmm. these are characters I feel like we're never gonna see again. But <laughs> they feel like you know they've really like put every like wrinkle, every like weird idiosyncrasy of their face into this. Mm-hmm. They they feel like real people. Well, and I was gonna say, and they even like they're pretty well characterized. Like they have actual personality, and like even after this one chapter, you're sort of like, okay, I like. I feel familiar with these two characters, right? Like, like they've been in here 20 times already or something. Yeah, people can say, like, Blue Box is, like, too slow-paced, and they might be right about that. But I think within that, they really, like, fill in every detail that you want from the series. Like, mm-hmm. every character, even the ones that barely appear on screen, on screen or whatever for yeah. a good period of time, feel fully formed. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, you know, a final thoughts on it, too. A lot of good uh, wintry scenes here. Love a good snow in a manga. Love, yeah. love nice jackets. Any scenes with the Kotatsu is cool. So bonus points. Bonus points for that. Real some real fluffy snow in this one. I also like the way the mochi looks in like the third page. Mm-hmm. And I think that looks fire. And I love how the sound effect is just mochi. <laughs> <laughs> that that's funny i didn't even realize that at first mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome um our next color page is fabricant 100 uh i have nothing to say on fabricant 100 unless unless you do yeah i, I the less said the better i yep. care less about yeah. what's going on right now <laughs> yep exactly my, uh, my one note on this i guess is that fabricant 100 and like cypher academy are already at 22 and 24 chapters which seems pretty crazy like these yeah. shows have already run a, a decently long time, and they it doesn't seem like they're getting axed, you know, this week or next week or something. So, like, 
these might go for for close to 30 chapters yeah we're we're seeing like you know new villains being added to the mm-hmm. fabricant 100 roster yeah i feel like this series neither series feels like it's wrapping up and mm-hmm. i guess now that we're talking about it a couple notes on fabricant 100 this chapter was actually the most tolerable out of all the recent chapters for the series mm-hmm. i thought that this even though it's still kind of like business as usual I think the art is starting to improve this villain, uh, I guess, Fabricant 91 with a Dennis Rodman-esque hair. (laughs) He's kind of got a cool design. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't really care much about him, but he looks cool. He kind of looks like he was traced from a Black Clover page and then just given, like, different, yeah. Yeah, he looks like he should be in Black Clover, like Hunter Hunter or something like that. Like, he should be part of the, the Phantom troop or something. And I also think that the people behind Fabricant 100 read that comic book resource article about how Black <laughs> or, uh, Fabricant 100 is actually the darkest series in Shonen Jump history. And now they're mm-hmm. like, okay, that's going to be our brand from now on. Because I will say that final page is like the most out-of-pocket thing I've seen in Jump since... Aliens area. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, this scene is pretty much cribbed, like, note for note from Aliens area, where we Mm -hmm. just, like, end a scene on somebody's body being completely (laughs) burned to a crisp in a house fire. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll agree. Uh, Not the worst Fabricant, actually, probably the best Fabricant 100 chapter, so, (laughs) you know, good for, good for them. Yeah, and honestly, if they were all like this, this series would be way less annoying than it is. Yeah, agree. I agree. If it actually were the darkest series in Shonen Jump history, that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would at least give it something to talk about with Fabricant 100. Right. Um, in the number one spot, Mission Yozakura family. Uh, man, I thought this was... I was excited to get Futaba back, but I thought this was a pretty, a pretty weak chapter. It spends the entire time just with Alpha... Uh, like <laughs> like being obsessed with Futaba and then that's like the entire joke for the entire chapter and that's all they do there's so much text in this one I I did not like this chapter at all not only is Alpha like obsessed with Futaba but then his sister is obsessed with him and yeah. this makes me think like okay what's his what's the author's name uh Hitsuji Gondaira like yeah does he go to family reunions and do do his family members like read this series? Because mm-hmm. like, bro, it's got to be awkward. The one thing about Yozaki, like I think everything else in the series is like cool, you know, six out of 10, seven out of 10, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like pretty average, decent shonen series. Yeah. But like, bro, cool it with this weird like... <laughs> incestuous undertones throughout <laughs> yeah. the series. I, I can't I can't explain it any other way. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Especially when the series is like supposed to be this sort of like cute, wholesome series about a family of like superhero spies. Like we don't want this. Nobody wants this. But no. he's so mm-hmm. fixated on it. He thinks it's like the funniest thing in the world. That's the thing. And like it'd be one thing it's kind of funny as being Kyo, uh, Kyoichiro's gag, right? Like, to have one character that's like, all right, haha. But now we, now we have three. Yeah, there, there's two others. Like, we don't we don't need that. Like, 
now he's just like recycling the the kind of the worst character trait from any of the siblings into the other two characters and also uh what's her name hifumi her character design is absolutely hideous she might be one of the worst looking characters running in jump right now this one on the second to last page with her giant ass like mega mind forehead <laughs> she's so hideous i agree that also when you really look at that illustration closely the worse it gets because like for one the forehead is taking up like 60 percent of her head but then you've got these eyes that look like little pieces of pepperoni and then they're not really connected to Mm -hmm. any other like like they're just sort of sitting on a random spot in her face yeah and then they're not really connected in any meaningful way to the eyebrows Mm -hmm. yeah it's just a horrible horrible design (laughs) yeah um it's a shame too because there's still a lot of charm to the there's still a Mm -hmm. lot of charm to the series and like flipping back through it like the pages look good from a distance yeah and if i hadn't read this series and i just like flipped through this chapter i would be like all about it Mm because the art style still is pretty like overall it's pretty cute and the panels are well put together it's just like the humor is not it i feel like it's a series where you would hear like in 10 years you'll see people online talk about how good it was and you might flip through some yeah. pages or see some screenshots of it and just kind of make the opinion yourself like without reading it being like okay yeah that's something like quality that's pretty that's pretty decent in the way that i think of like i shield 21 or hitman reborn like you know these kind of these series that were like sort of big sort of not but that people talk about like they're awesome and like i haven't read either of them yeah. but I'm just looking i'm like okay i could see those being cool but like and you know maybe it's i've not read either of those maybe it's not true but like you actually read it and it's like uh like i, I see now why this didn't turn into death note or something you know i tried the eye shield anime and it, it wasn't very good but <laughs> there we go <laughs> I um I feel like whatever the equivalent of YouTube is 10 years from now you'll get a hour long essay called like Yozakura Family Jumps Forgotten Masterpiece. Absolutely. Yep. Mhm. Yep, 100%. That along with the other like random acts stuff that, you know, people are aware of now. So now you're going to get Yeah. you know at some point you're going to get the video on Ginkka and Gluna or something like that. It's like, man, like they, I guess I I don't know for sure, but like I assume that Jump has had shit like that forever. Oh yeah, <laughs> like there's yeah. a zillion King Kong Lunas that have came and went that no one misses. Yeah, out of the stuff that we read, I feel like the stuff most ripe for being overrated in the future is like yeah, King Kong Luna probably fabricant 100 just because it's got this like weird mm-hmm. reputation of being way darker than it actually is yep and for some reason i could see candy flurry getting some sort of like resurgence and in interest in the future just mm-hmm. because of its ludicrous concept which was obviously like not really executed to even 50 percent of its uh, actual potential well and red hood and phantom seer are the two the two oh, big true. Ones too. like people are gonna go nuts over you know red hood <laughs> when they read it in 15 years and they're like why did this only get 17 chapters it's like well because the that's true the writing was abysmal <laughs> <laughs> um our next series is jujutsu kaisen um 
I gotta get refreshed on what actually happened with Jujutsu Kaisen last week. Oh, we're getting the the start of the fight between Gojo and uh, Sukuna, I guess. Yeah, this is. It's still like slightly confusing, but mm-hmm. I feel like with the return of Gojo has come the return of the majority of the charm that Jujutsu Kaisen had off the jump. Like this is the most fun I've had reading it in forever. Yeah, I agree, and it's it's. This is the the easiest to follow chapter we've had in, I feel like, years, too. Yeah, and I'm also excited for this because I feel like out of any series that I'm, like, currently reading, this is the first, or one of the first, like, really big one-on-one fights that I've actually seen go down. Like, mm-hmm. I guess there's the huge, like, heroes war that's happening in My Hero Academia right now. Yeah. But this feels like... This feels like it could be the end of something, mm-hmm. like a climactic battle. And I feel like they've really set it up as such. Even though Gojo kind of just like popped in out of nowhere in the story, he's been like kind of killing it on the page right now. And I kind of like the way that his character design has changed a bit too. Like mm-hmm. he's not wearing the bi- uh, the blindfold. And here near the end, he has like a totally different facial expression than you're used to seeing his mouth is completely closed and his face has like more realistic proportions. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are kind of complaining about that panel on Twitter, but I like it. Oh, I feel yeah, I like it cool. kind of shows that he's taken things seriously mm-hmm. and he sort of shed for a moment his like goofy persona. Yeah. Yeah. Also cool, cool outfit on him too. That's way better than yeah, the, the normal one. That is, that's a good look. Got the Shino Abarame drip. <laughs> yep. Um, our next series is Do Retry. Um, Do Retry, I will say these past couple chapters, not the worst. Like, I'm not loving this series, yep. but it's definitely improved since chapter one. Like, I'll, you know, I, I can read a little bit more of this. It's, I still don't think this is going to survive. I don't think this is going to be incredible or anything like that. But this is at least, like, kind of tolerable. As with the most recent chapter of Fabricant 100, I kind of respect that this series, even though it's not doing anything groundbreaking, is just in, it's just crazy edgy. Like they're taking Mm -hmm. this child and just putting him through like (laughs) physical torture. We've got this boxing match with like, the rules are like, okay, you can, the only rule is that you have to wear like boxing gloves and no hits below the belt or whatever but mm-hmm. within that you've got his opponent like putting thumbtacks in his glove like <laughs> lacing it with an iron plate <laughs> and then in the last chapter you have this dude getting like beaten into a gang mm-hmm. yeah getting like, hit by a car every chapter and... <laughs> yeah every chapter of this is just like pretty gruesome torture mm-hmm. but i kind of respect it because this series still has this like really goofy art style and whimsical tone yep i don't and know the, if it's good but i kind of enjoy reading it just because of how weird it is yeah i'm with you it's it's almost like it's fun to sit here and watch as like a let's see what they cook up next <laughs> yeah and one I thing say, i think is kind of a go go ahead i was just gonna say the uh that like the dialogue and the actual writing of it though is still just horrendous i don't know if it's yes. like a translation thing or like well i will say after reading bone collector bone collector bone collector or whatever it is uh it's probably <laughs> a, an actual mangaka thing but this one page here says like he's an undying slave to carnage it's like 
come on. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I do think is cool about that page is that, like, I guess his character has this just, like, creepy aura that's represented by him having a bunch of, like, skeletons, skeletons. hanging out <laughs> around him. Like, anytime he's punching somebody or getting punched, he's just surrounded by, like, these sort of stylized uh, hallucinatory skeletons. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have Witch Watch. Um, what was this Witch Watch? Uh, I thought this Witch Watch chapter was just okay. These I, I sort of appreciate when Shinohara does this, even if it's not, like, the most interesting to actually read right like this felt like another this was like a, a, a yamanobe sensei uh sket dance type of chapter almost where it's like i you know it's funny i like what they're going for but man it's just a it's a lot of a lot of stuff for ultimately nothing agreed but for some reason i really liked this one like a lot <laughs> and i think it was the nostalgia for the like really conceptual sket dance chapters about like weird games or yeah like parodies of tv shows this one's sort of a riff on like um phoenix Wright, ace attorney type mm-hmm. games or like point and click mysteries and i think the one thing i liked best about it is that they used these things called erasotoya as like the characters within the game which is this like free clip art service that's actually available if you use canva it's just like royalty-free stock images. So I, I'd seen a couple of these before, like designing stuff at my old job at the library. Mm-hmm. Just like really generic Japanese anime-looking characters. But definitely not like the best Witch Watch chapter, but I thought it was pretty fun. Although yeah. the mystery itself was kind of lame. Yeah. I also liked the final gag of having every character... like. In the chapter, the mystery, like, is basically solved by realizing that you don't see the lower half of any of the characters' bodies, which is, like, a trope in point-and-click type games. But here, it's to conceal the fact that everyone is in a wheelchair. And then at the end of this chapter, all the main characters stand up and none of them are wearing pants, which is just, like, a really stupid gag, but Mm -hmm. it really got me for some reason. Yep, yep. Yeah, I also love the idea of just, like, they're all just chilling in the house in their briefs <laughs> with <Yeah>. sweaters on. <laughs> yeah, this truly is a harem series through and through. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Kill Blue. Um, I don't have anything new with Kill Blue. I feel like I, I like Kill Blue, but it just kind of, it, it's honestly, it's, like, already in kind of Sakamoto Day's land where it's just, like, yeah, it's it's doing kill blue stuff throughout. Uh, did like this one is like the the kind of the cooking chapter, so that's fun. But mm. yeah, if there wasn't anything like really groundbreaking about this one. It's just like that's a yeah, that's a that's a good chapter. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree. Um, the next one though, not not quite the case. Duet's Exorcist uh, continues to just be to be horrible. It's some of the the worst professional writing i've ever had to uh lay my eyes on and artwork too let's not let's not leave that oh, out yeah, yeah, yeah it's gotten yeah. worse since the last chapter mm-hmm. yeah it, this is it's just horrible and they're throwing in these like etchy jokes now and man like i feel like we said it before but like 
if if your characters are this hideous, you can't do the etchy jokes. The, it doesn't doesn't work yeah. that way either. <laughs> it's also, so bad. Like we've speaking of which, we have the return of a gag that was pretty much used. The only other time I can remember is something like this being used is in Bone Collection, but it's this idea like he has a power that's linked to being able to like touch the girl character mm-hmm. in like a sexual way, which yeah, gross. But I feel like you're taking influence from another similar series that completely flopped. Yeah, yeah, like Bone Collector ran for fifteen chapters or whatever. I don't think that's the one you want to be you want to be taking your influence from. Plus like beyond the fact that this like female character exists just to be like objectified she's also like her only character trait is that like oh my god what if she was a girl who liked pokemon cards and Mm -hmm. video games like it's it's like 2023 like you're really still people are really still think that's entertaining Mm -hmm. like that's really that's really shock value like this is just this series feels like it should have come out in the late 90s, although its art style feels, it doesn't feel timeless, it feels out of time. Like, I can't mm-hmm. point to a single influence that you could, like, trace this back to. It feels like its own thing in the worst way. Like, somebody just figured out how to draw manga from how to draw manga books, but had never actually read a series themselves. Yep. Yeah, they've only ever seen like yeah, single panels or like anime stills and like they've been they've been copying those forever and made their own series and this is the this is the result. The only thing the art kind of reminds me of is like in the early to mid 2000s when American like cartoon studios and publishers tried to make their own version of anime and manga. It always looked kind of something like this. Like you had mm-hmm. I remember, like, working at a library at that time. They were coming out with, like, James Patterson, Maximum Ride, manga-style graphic novels that looked like this. Or stuff like Totally Spies yep, and, like, Kappa Mikey, which are better than this. But mm-hmm. the art style definitely looks similar. Yeah, yeah. Um, our next series is Akana Banashi. Um, I thought this one was okay. This is just, we get a little bit of a... We get like a good amount of a performance from a guy that I don't think we've been like introduced to at all. And then they go into like how the judging for this works and they're sort of explaining like why this system is harsh or whatever. But I mean, it, I don't know. It it didn't seem to, I didn't really care that much for this. Like, okay, you know, you kind of get it after the immediate uh, like explanation of it. So I thought this one was just, just okay. Yeah, it feels like a power scaling chapter. They're just mm-hmm. like showing, like, here's what a guy who sucks looks like compared to, you know, the characters you're about to see who are better. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up, Undead Unluck. Uh, this series is horrible. They're in their uh, Earth Child <laughs> arc. Yeah, this one, this one sucks pretty bad. Uh, don't need to read Undead Unluck right now. Um, then there's Tenmaku Cinema. Uh, Timbaku Cinema is sick, by the way. This this series is yeah. great. Um, this chapter is just more of a the the artist uh, getting back into his his own etchy bag. 
Um, <laughs> but he's way better at it. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was going to say the, the artist is, he's just like a, a pig and slop with these, these edgy scenes. There's a, a, a <laughs> part here too, where the, you know, the director sees like a hot girl in the ocean and he's like, let me get my camera out. <laughs> pretty crazy. <laughs> but I mean, I will say this chapter was, this chapter was pretty good. Yeah. Sukuda and Psyche. It, whenever they get to draw edgy scenes, it reminds me of that like Twitter video that people always post of Shaq and Kobe on the Lakers together with like the back like height background music. Like mm-hmm. this is, you know, two two goats in their element doing what they do best. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This was this was they've been wanting to do this for for five or six weeks now, and they they finally finally let it loose. <laughs> Yeah, and, and for this type of, like, genre of series, though, like, compared to Bakuman, which I'm reading now, or mm-hmm. just, like, other series that are about, like, hobbies or interests, I feel like they're really, like, spot on with the pacing here. It's been six chapters. We've already kind of seen them do what the series is about them doing. Mm-hmm. They've entered a contest already. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're really hitting all these, like, story beats that you need for this pretty early on mm-hmm. yet we still already have a good sense of what the main characters personalities are like like yeah. i can already tell you multiple things about the protagonist tenmaku a few of the secondary characters like mm-hmm. i think it's doing pretty well yeah and i i love this last scene too it's like you know they're it's their version of like they're about to go off to the the fight and they're just like you know they're uh like holding these like camera stabilizer things this like a a boom mic kind of deal like (laughs) i I love the i don't know that that feels designed that way right like you know this is this is our version of like we're we're gonna go fight frieza or something (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very cool Mm mm-hmm um next up is mashal uh i'll be honest uh this chapter yeah he's still getting kind of beat down by innocent zero and then we get we get just more dudes that are gonna come help fight i i thought we'd already sort of laid waste to everyone so this this uh part here at the end i thought was a little weird yeah, this this arc keeps shocking me with how many characters actually exist in the Mashal mm-hmm. universe. The one good thing I have to say about this chapter is that we have finally gotten to see the return of was was his name like Dante? No, it it was um what's the name of the character with the like uh musical notes on his face? Oh, that's I remember a, he was Margaret like macaron. A, yeah yeah we got at least we got Mm -hmm. the return of him but some of these guys i'm like their their designs look familiar to me but i could not tell you who a few of them are yeah that's exactly how i am yeah margaret macaron i know and remember the rest of these people it's like yeah they've definitely been in the series but i don't don't know who they are don't know what their powers are don't know like what they did like where they came into the story it's just like yeah i I remember them appearing (laughs) Um, next up, Elusive Samurai. A little bit of confusing Elusive Samurai chapter. You know, I said uh, last week how we were going to get the death of the kind of Koro Sensei character, which did happen. Yeah. But it was pretty, uh, like, anticlimactic. He just kind of, I think he sort of 
commit seppuku kind of deal. Um, <laughs> he doesn't actually like you know get killed in battle. He just like slits his own throat. Um, which is there. There are some pretty intense panels in here. There's one where a guy rips another dude's stomach open. That's pretty crazy. Dang. Um, and it's very like uh, Nogami Neuro style art. Um, it looks it's pretty intense. Uh, so. Yeah, kind of kind of weird chapter, but there is some good some good art and some good scenes throughout it. Yeah, where's the comic book resource article on this? Like the yeah, glorious chapter in yeah. <laughs> Shonen Jump's recent history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next up, me and Roboco. I didn't like this Roboco chapter at all. It's a a lot of text. It's a they're playing a card game. I halfway wonder if this is a rip on. Uh, the cipher, the recent Cipher Academy card came just with Old Maid. <laughs> there are some fun. I was thinking the same thing. There are some fun, uh, like references to other series. Like there's one uh, where Monica is supposed to look like uh, Nidoro from Hunter Hunter. There's a lot of references to what's that manga? Ka- Kaiji Kaigi. Um, it's like the the kind of gambling manga. Yeah, it's uh, a Kaiji. Yeah. So those are those are pretty good, but overall, chapter's kind of a slog. Yeah, I feel you. Um, number nine, Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins. I I enjoyed this one more than some of the more recent Ichinose Family's ones. This one felt like we're actually, you know, about to get some more real stuff happening, and not just we're trapped in a dream and trying to figure out things that we already kind of figured out. So this will this is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, for a moment there, I've wondered if we were nearing the end of the story, mm-hmm. but now it kind of just seems like we're back to where we were before. The series yeah. just keeps, you know, reversing back to the beginning of the story, <laughs> but with slightly different mm-hmm. circumstances, it's yep. kind of become impossible to predict where it's going, <laughs> for better mm-hmm. or for worse. Yeah, yeah, but I, I thought this one was good, so now it seems like we're going to get, like, the real backstory for uh these characters which you know I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to we'll say surprisingly low in the table of contents i don't know you know i don't know if that means anything like it is at number nine so there's a lot of stuff missing but uh yeah you know pretty pretty low placing here third to last um number yeah. 10 uh we have black clover um it's just doing black clover things we get a uh, a character gets like a a new sort of power up new suit um you know, the, uh, the scantily clad female armor that you see in Monster Hunter or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, this is peak Tabata. Um, so, you know, nothing really, like, cool to report on. But, I mean, I feel like that's that's half of the fun of Black Clover is, like, this character got a new power-up and the armor looks cool or something, you know. Yeah. Um, and then finally, at last place, Cypher Academy. Um, this is a sick color page from last week. Like, oh yeah, yeah. The color I think page it's supposed awesome. to be Tron or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I do like the color scheme a lot. It's very loud. Mm-hmm. It's very like Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yes, I like I'm the. Uh, it. It's got the sort of generic like hacker like digital world background <laughs> but i like that it's yeah i like that it's warm tones and not blue or green like that alone i'm like that's actually like kind of cool 
yeah and even with the art in just like the chapter itself there are a Mm -hmm. lot of cool moments like there's this one where our main character is uh sort of calling kogoe out on something and there's Mm -hmm. this super close up panel that looks like like a roy lichtenstein pop art panel yep where you've got the super zoomed in screen tone extremely thick outlines and like extremely exaggerated expression it looks very cool yeah the and the final page is just like the we're getting another like ginyu force pose mm-hmm. parody i think we get one of these like every chapter at this point but i love it every time they do that mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna put together the uh the cypher academy like pose compilation the video is going to be like an hour and a half long <laughs> but yeah man this series i feel like we've said it every week i don't like the story is pretty nonsensical i don't know what's going on i can't follow any of the uh like the puzzles but the art in this is it might just be that like the best art in in shonen jump right now the, it's so good i was i was looking the other day to see if this artist had like done any other stuff and it looked like it was mostly just like a bunch of other kind of one shots and stuff which i was kind of disappointed in i I hoped that they'd had something else that i can check out because yeah like when when this inevitably gets axed i'm gonna i'm gonna miss the art for sure yeah it sucks that this one probably isn't gonna go super far because Mm -hmm. i think this is one of i usually don't say this but i think this is one of the rare series that i think would be more enjoyable to take in as an anime than a manga as long as the Mm -hmm. studio producing it was decent yeah at this point in life i definitely like prefer to read something at my own pace than watch it but i think here it would be easier to follow that's how i feel about jujutsu kaisen as well there's like so much text and like things to keep track of that sometimes i feel like it's easier to just like watch Mm -hmm. it and let the series choose what i need to pay attention to rather than like trying to do so myself well yeah well that's the thing with like the the anime is that they have to sort of pare it down a little bit because they can't just have a narrator talking over it the whole time right so i feel like that would actually yeah it would it would improve these because i feel like the same thing is with uh hunter hunter like reading through the chimera ant arc and the like the election arc is kind of a slog but to just watch it it's still like it's a pretty breezy a pretty breezy watch because you know they they don't have to explain every single power to you over the span of like three pages they just kind of you know blaze through and you you get what's going on right exactly Um, all right well that does it for this week's uh table contents discussion next week we get a cover page for uh witch watch and then color pages for mashal me and roboco and a a one shot um cool cover and color combos next week i'm i'm excited for that one yeah anytime we get a witch watch uh Mm -hmm. cover page is a cause for celebration because that means we get four total pages of new witch watch color art Exactly, and I don't think this is for uh, an anniversary, so I think this is just them giving the cover to Witch Watch, which is cool because it's been, I mean, it's been here in the top five, I feel like, for most of this year, so nice to see them, like, really rewarding them, or, you know, rewarding Shinohara with a, you know, like a, a true color page that isn't just like, here's your, you know, obligatory second anniversary one. Definitely. Um, all right. Well, that does it for Week of Show and Jump this week. Jude, do you have any updates on anything you've been uh, been reading? 
Yeah, so on Viz, I mentioned starting uh, Call of the Night the other day, mm-hmm. and I've read about 20 chapters of it now, and I'm it surprised me how much I really enjoy this series. I thought mm-hmm. the artwork looked cool, and I remember like reading a little bit of the uh, creator Kodayama's last series, which was Degashi Kashi, which I wasn't crazy about. It was well-drawn, but kind of one of those stereotypical like reddit series like <laughs> uzaki chan or um mm-hmm. like don't tease me whatever it's called i couldn't care less about it um yeah i kind of i usually hate that type of like etchy like romance series but i feel like this new series call of the night takes that formula and actually does something cool and interesting with it Mm -hmm. it's a vampire themed adventure romance series about like a kid who drops out of school to spend all his time roaming the streets of a big city at night he has like insomnia and so he like literally just drops out of society and does nothing with his life he just wanders (laughs) And then he meets this, like, uh, female vampire that, like, sucks his blood, but doing so doesn't turn you into a vampire. I guess, like, in this world, that's a myth. The only thing that can, like, actually turn you into one is falling in love with one. Hmm. So, he's, they sort of, like, just, like, casually meet up every night, and he gets his blood sucked. <laughs> and it's very, like, it's very weirdly written, And the drawings are kind of, like, cool but grotesque at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, like, as good a series within that, like, Reddit core manga genre, I think, as you can get. It's well done. And it has, like, this actually, like, kind of vulgar, offensive sense of humor that you don't normally see in shonen manga. Yeah, just flipping through the, the pages... I like how it looks like a series that should be like super actiony, but I haven't seen any like yeah. real action panels yet. So I, f- I feel like that's yeah, like most kind of this. <laughs> yeah, really like I don't know, yeah. like tonally, it seems completely different than like what you would expect just from seeing like a handful of panels. Yeah, I feel like if this were in Jump, I'd be pretty hyped about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, right now it's like pretty deep into the series, so I'm just along for the ride right now. Mm-hmm. Is it one that's still going on, or is it is it finished? I think oh, it's no. still yeah, going on in yeah. Weekly Shonen Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been going on for pretty long, too, so it seems like it's in that blue box tier of mm-hmm. success right now. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, this isn't a series that I've been reading this week. I haven't really read a whole lot of non-Weekly Shonen Jump or uh, Mason E. Koku stuff. But uh, my manga recommendation will be that Naruto Konoha story, uh, The Steam Ninja Scrolls, uh, by like Sh- yeah. uh, Sho Hinata and Natsu Osai. Um, that series is cool. The last chapter came out, I think, sometime this week. I haven't, I haven't read the final chapter yet, but man, this one like feels just like a fun Naruto story. This is what I would, I would much rather get more of these than get Baruto. Like, let's just explore yeah. some of the other kind of Naruto stuff. Um, this one's fun because like the the Naruto world is cool to hang out in. You know, they've got fun powers, they got stuff like that, and 
this is like the the perfect like encapsulation of what I would want from Naruto content in 2023. So yeah, uh, check that out. I don't think the story's like anything crazy or groundbreaking, but it's just like, do you like Naruto? You'll like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, it's it's good. Definitely recommend it over over Boruto, which uh, is 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 not not what I want from a naruto content and honestly this is the way i feel about like even my hero at this point like i could kind of care less about the actual story of my hero i would much rather have like whatever i mean even freaking edge shot like let's just get 10 chapters of edge shot doing stuff like that would be way cooler than this final war in my opinion yeah i agree that's why i had so much fun reading the my hero vigilantes series Mm -hmm. in recent months like yeah I guess it or recent years because it ended like a few months ago, but mm-hmm. that series is pretty sick and like still sort of intersected with the world we're familiar with, mm-hmm. but you know, it did its own thing. Yeah. Um, this doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about, but I have the, the Viz manga app open and I love, <laughs> I, I love the, the looks of like these kind of the, the uh, like key card things they have that scroll at the, the top with like all these series most of them just say like free chapter, except the tech on Kinkrete one says punk rock meets fine art. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> lo- lo- love the coffee on that. <laughs> that's hilarious. And I yeah, mean, the, the, that's good copywriting because I never really heard about that series before. But mm-hmm. now I'm like, oh, you, I'm into it. Oh, actually, so no, I've definitely seen screencasts from this. I was but gonna say, or I have, you, read have you seen like the man? Watch the the. I have not seen the, the actual movie, but watch the trailer for the Tech on Concrete anime movie. It's dude, it it looks crazy. It's like it looks incredible. Um it's one that I want to read. It's by the guy who did uh did ping pong. It's one I've been wanting to pick up for a long oh, time. Okay. But it reads uh it reads left to right. They they like flipped it because I guess it, Oh that's cool. It got brought over pretty old, but uh yeah, that's that's one that I've been wanting to check out. Um but yeah, peep that uh, peep that tech on concrete trailer when you get a chance. It it's so good. Yeah, this looks sick. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Jude, do you have any uh, other last minute recommendations before we head out? Uh, yeah, this is like just a quick one. Been in, I've been really uh, enjoying the new EP on Warp Records by Hudson Mohawk and Nikki Nair. Mm-hmm. I really liked Hudson Mohawk like back in the 2014 2015 era when he was in the duo Tonight, where they were yes. making like goofy mm-hmm. proto like hyper pop trap music. And even though this like doesn't, it's not technically trap. It's more like UK garage like house type music. Mm-hmm. It still feels like it has that same like glitchy super experimental but still like fun to listen to cinnamon and nicky nair is like a newer producer but he's definitely like he definitely feels like his stuff is in the lineage of tonight where Mm -hmm. it's like it's really fun to listen to at the same time it feels like he's doing stuff that you've never really heard in that sphere before so Mm -hmm. it's like three tracks really really fun easy listen yeah man that does tonight have anything other than that very first record um or like that first yeah. like ep because i i remember listening to that one like around when it came out and 
really liked it. And I've probably not listened to it in so long, but I'll still get like those tracks kind of stuck in my head, uh, like every now and then. That that EP was so good. Yeah, they're like not super prolific with mm-hmm. it. They'll like occasionally come out with some new stuff. Gotcha. But I feel like Hudson Mohawk and Lunis will like they've put out their own solo stuff recently i still think most people agree that like first tonight thing was their their peak though Mm -hmm. yeah that that, was sick yeah that that record was awesome i'll have to i'll have to check this one out because i i do like uh hudson mohawk stuff i thought um because he did a lot of the stuff on on like yeezus too which has you know pretty good pretty good uh tracks i will say uh very much agree yeah um, my last recommendation is going to be that Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer DLC stuff. Uh, my wife oh, yeah. and I kind of hopped back into Animal Crossing this week. It's just like a, you know, a thing to put on the TV and kind of walk around in for an hour a night or something. But I remember that I had the Happy Home Designer thing through my like Nintendo online subscription and downloaded it yesterday. And yeah. man, it's so good. Like, I have some kind of gripes with the new Animal Crossing because it feels a little too open. Like, yeah, I, I sort of appreciated the other Animal Crossing games where it's like you're in this town and you're not like the like there's there's a mayor. There's other people that sort of do stuff, whereas the new Animal Crossing, everything is kind of on you. And it honestly feels a little bit yeah. exhausting. And it's like, oh, I <laughs> have to, like, make the island how I want it. And it's. You know, I sort of liked in the old ones where it's like, here's here's how this is set up and you have to kind of work within those constraints. And Happy Home Designer, I feel like, is like that a lot. Like there was one that uh, we got where they're like, I just love pink. I want everything to be pink. And yeah. so it's like, <laughs> okay, then I'm just going to like, this isn't the room that I would actually want to design for someone. But, you know, here's all this like pink cute stuff and this looks hideous, but like I'm going all out. And that. I think that was actually like very, very, very fun. So that's my recommendation is if you're, if you were like me and haven't touched Animal Crossing in over a year and you have that, that DLC, you know, peep that, peep that Animal Crossing. It's a, it's a fun time. I was watching my girlfriend play that the other day and Mm -hmm. it, it seems pretty fun. She unlocked the like, I guess when you get 30 houses, you unlock this, uh, KK Slider DJ like festival that happens on the island oh that's cool and the the mixing is actually pretty sick like mm. we we sat around and listened to it for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh dj kk is actually kind of kind of sick with it oh that's awesome yeah I, I can't wait um yeah well that'll do it for us uh this week on thursday we'll have our first uh Mason uh, Ikoku episode. So if you're, you know, going to follow along or just interested in some some Rumiko Takahashi stuff, uh, tune into that. And uh, yeah, we're getting started with volumes one and two on that. So yeah, uh, look forward to seeing you then. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Hit us with the uh, the review on Apple or Spotify or wherever, and we'll we'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>